you made it to the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. If you haven't been here yet, I'm your host, Dr. Amanda, the Money Healer. Every week on this podcast, you'll learn money mindset, manifestation, and business scaling strategies that will help you make the big bucks doing exactly what you love to do in your business. Oh yeah, high fives. (laughs) Why do I do this? Because after I went from food stamps to six figures in my business in its first year, it's been my quest to help you learn how to work less, make more, and have fun scaling your business from what I call your zone of manifestation. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello, NFA Money Mamas. Woohoo! If you don't know yet, NFA stands for No Fucking Around Money Mamas. And my name is Dr. Amanda. I'm the host of the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. And today we are diving into this topic. Three deadly mistakes that are killing your profits as a woman entrepreneur. I love this topic because women entrepreneurs tend to have overlapping money struggles, money blocks, things that come up for them that stop them from making the money that I want them to make and that I know you want to make. So I always like to start out episodes with some inspiration. So listen to these stats. This is really cool. So if you're a woman entrepreneur, first, I want you to like give yourself a huge pat on the back, give yourself high fives, give yourself praise and be like, yes, I am a rock star because you are among the women who make up the 28% increase in women run businesses that started since 2019. So since 2019, today we're recording, it's 2022. There has been a 28% increase in women run businesses. This is awesome. Keep it going. Interestingly, there is also a trend that says that that still women are still outnumbered by men three to one in business ownership three to one. So I think it's time for women to turn the tides. It's time for women to collectively gather a a fire and a force and be that, those shoulders that giants stand on. I always thought this was funny. Whenever I was at big events, it'd always be like, stand on the shoulders of giants. And it would be like five men that they would name after that. And I'd be like, where are the women? Why aren't they recognizing the women? Because there are some awesome, incredible badass powerhouse women in the world that are, wow, making waves. And I want us, me included, and you (laughs) to be among them. So let's be the women uh, entrepreneurs that the 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 shoulders of the giants that other people stand on because we're making such huge impact in the world. And that's really what the Women Entrepreneur Podcast is all about. It's about us being that powerhouse force, believing in ourselves, knowing that we have what it takes. And, you know, this is my inspiration for today. Let's all agree to become financial powerhouses. How about no more financial disempowerment? No more allowing your dreams to take a backseat to everyone else's needs. No more lack of choice. No more pleasing and shrinking. No more letting your inner critic win the show. No more wishing that you were taken seriously. No more negatively comparing yourself to other people. No more limiting beliefs about yourself and not being good enough. Seriously, let this sink in and let yourself be that rock star 
empowered businesswoman who creates a business that is scaled to any level that you desire, whatever that level is. For some women, this could be 50K a year. It could be 75K. It could be 3 million, 10 million a year. That is up to you. Whatever your inspirational path is, make it happen because you have the power within to do it. Just stay on track. Stay and hang out with me on the Women Entrepreneur Podcast. Hang out with me in the NFA Money Mama Mastermind community because that is what it's all about. It's about women collectively getting together to encourage, support, inspire, and empower each other to change the wave of the future where we have the opposite going, or maybe it's just equal, right? It doesn't have to be that women are conquering the world and, and the men are taking the back seat. That wouldn't be so bad for a while, probably. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, you know, that stat I was sharing at the beginning where we go, okay, men still outnumber women three to one in business ownership. Let's equalize this and let's have women making a lot of money in the world. I want you to think about how many times in your life as a woman, you have made decisions based on money, where you felt financially disempowered, where you felt like maybe you didn't know what was going on financially, where maybe you felt like you were... I heard a term recently, and actually it's it's going to be an episode that's released on here, uh, trailing spouse, where the partner who isn't the breadwinner is trailing behind the partner who is, and the decisions get made by the, you know, quote unquote breadwinner. And I think this is something that dictates a lot of decisions that get made in family systems, and it can be very disempowering. And we want to empower ourselves, everyone in every family system, every family member to be financially educated, right? To be financial powerhouses. I think a lot of times that women can take a back seat in the finances because that's what has been socialized to happen. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know yet, I, my PhD is in sociology and I had to focus on women and gender studies. And so I know a lot of information around inequality and in sociology, what we call it is for women is the second shift. So what this means is that men and women, let, let's say you're in a heterosexual relationship and you have kids in the home, then the if the man is the breadwinner, then the woman takes on what's called the second shift. And in the second shift, it means even if she has a job, she's going to have a second shift at night when she gets home or when if she's building a business, she's still going to have the second shift of caregiving, laundry, taking care of the kids, taking the kids to school, doing the cooking, doing the grocery shopping, doing the cleaning and all of those things. And this is changing a little bit over time, but this is still an issue. And so money is power. Money is power and money is what we make it be. And in our society, money is power. There's a lot of power in decision-making when you make more money. And so I want everyone here who's listening to be inspired to be financially independent. And that doesn't mean that you're separate from the people in your life. And it doesn't mean that you don't co-create or collaborate or have interdependence with your partners, whether it's a man or a woman. It means that you are a financial powerhouse in and of yourself so that you can make decisions for yourself, not from a place of lack or fear or scarcity, but instead from a place of knowing how to master your money management and, and you're, you're making, you're saving, you're investing, passive streams of income, building a successful business, all of those things. It's all just a skill. And I know this because I was on food stamps. And when I was on food stamps, you know, I, I realized how many decisions I had made around money that had to do with inequality in in a heterosexual relationship. So, you know, my my ex-husband who I was married to for 15 years, we would 
travel around to fulfill his dreams because he had he made more money. And in part, that was because when we got pregnant, when I was really young, he talked me into quitting school because he had greater potential to make money. And that was true. He was going to school for engineering. I was going to school for psychology. And his degree statistically would make a lot more money than mine. Now, it's interesting because he never actually finished. He ended up getting a job and doing different things and, and becoming an entrepreneur in the electric car world. And so you know, things got really wonky because, you know, here I am a 20 year old mom. I didn't have any degree. I was a first gen college student. I didn't have, you know, I'm a smart person, but I didn't have that many skills. And so I trailed around and did what he needed me to do. And I took care of the kids and I always tried to start home-based businesses. And I would, I just kept trying to have things work because his, you know, our, our money world was very up and down. And I didn't like that feeling. And so to me, money is has a lot to do with power and control and decision and freedom. And so that's why I love to be empowered myself financially. And I love to help other women get empowered financially so that you don't ever have to feel like, oh, my God, I got to make a decision based on money. You know, I had times in my life where I partnered with people or lived with people, men be based on needing to have the financial partnership instead of it just being pure choice in a lot of ways. And I didn't know it at the time. But looking back, it's like, man, I didn't want to sleep on the freaking floor anymore. I was sleeping on the floor. I had three kids on food stamps living in. Uh, a couple of times a two bedroom apartment. So when my kids would go back and forth between me and my ex-husband, I would sleep on the floor in the living room on this like paper thin mattress. And it was rough. <laughs> and yeah, it was rough. I, 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 I did it because I love my kids. I, you know, my two daughters would share a room and my son would have his own room and I would sleep on the floor. And then when they would leave, I would go like have my room be in my son's room with all of his toys everywhere. You know, I'd clean it up and kind of make it as nice as I could, but it sucked. It wasn't good for them. It wasn't great for me. It felt really disempowering. And yet I did it because I was driven to get through grad school. And in that process, I decided to build a business because I saw the how much financial freedom I could create in building a business. So that's a little bit of my inspiration for you first today. Before we get into our topic, three deadly mistakes that are killing your profits as a woman entrepreneur. So let's break each of these down after again, like I said, give yourself a pat on the back. And if this is resonating for you, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, just share with me, you know, how you feel about financial empowerment. And if you're listening on the podcast, take a screenshot, share it on social media and tag me and leave me a message. I love to connect with my people so much. It's one of my favorite things in having a podcast is building a community around this topic of being a financial powerhouse as a woman entrepreneur. And so I love to hear from you. So, you know, just take a screenshot. If, if you're kind of newer to social media, like this is a fun way to support people's podcasts that you're listening to. You just take a screenshot and you just share it with your community on your stories, let's say, and then tag the person's podcast. So in my case, it'd be at NFA money and just tag me and then leave me a message and let's start a conversation. I, I really do love to hear from you. Okay. So let's go into mistake number one. And I've got a couple of pages of notes here. So I want to um, I want to share what I'm, what I'm thinking here with you. So mistake number one is your unconscious shitty beliefs about yourself and money. OK, this is by far the biggest mistake that I see really all entrepreneurs making and especially women entrepreneurs, because, you know, like we were talking about, there's been a history of inequality between men and women. We know about the gender gap. And, you know, I think a lot about how it wasn't until the 70s 
um, with the, the Fair Credit Act that women could even get their own credit card and buy their own house. This is freaking mind-blowing to me. 1976. So I was born in 77. I'm 45 years old. So my mom wasn't even able to get a freaking credit card by herself or purchase a house until I was born. That's mind-boggling if you think about it. It's not that long ago. And so we've got so far to go. And what this does is disempower women in their mind, okay? And it causes unconscious, shitty beliefs about yourself. And so it is our time to break through these money beliefs to be powerful within our business. And, you know, this isn't about beating yourself up and going like, yeah, I know I have shitty beliefs about myself. Instead, it's going like, hey, let's recognize that I beat myself up, that I sometimes live in inner critic fear, and that I and then it's now time to empower myself in my mindset, shift my money mindset, get rid of my money blocks as they come up and just keep that as a lifelong ongoing process because I choose to be a financial badass. The only way to do that is by learning new ways of being. And the interesting thing here is that intergenerationally, we get money blocks downloaded into us from our childhood. So let's say from ages zero to seven, that's when we're most, uh, we're being most impacted in our subconscious. We just store information in our subconscious. And so for me, here's an example, you know, with my mom, I was raised fundamentalist Christian and in fundamentalist Christianity, at least the way that I was taught it, women weren't supposed to be the breadwinners. Like they, I was around a lot of women who were homemakers, caregivers. Um, if they worked at all, it was supposed to be more like caretaking roles. And it was actually a sin to work and be the breadwinner. Like that was, is not okay. And so I got the download that women are not financial powerhouses, that they're not supposed to be making money and that men are supposed to be leading the way across the board in the church, in the life that I saw, in the marriage that I saw between my parents, like that was what was conditioned into me. And so you know, <laughs> if you've hung out with me at all, you would know that the real me is intensely like woo powerhouse. Like I'm not great at having someone else tell me what to do. It's part of the reason I love being an entrepreneur because I'm not really very employable. I don't love to be told what to do. Not that I'm not agreeable. I just, I don't, I like to pave my own way. I like to make my own decisions. I like to feel that I am in control of my reality instead of having somebody else direct it for me. And so, you know, a lot of the unconscious shitty beliefs that I had to break through were those where I go like, oh, men are more powerful. And I still, this is one I still play with and I still practice and I still break through. And it's, you know, when we're looking at these quote unquote mistakes that you're making, I always believe that there's no such thing as mistakes. Mistakes are just along the way helping you learn. And as long as you have the right mindset about it, you will always be able to look at the, you know, quote unquote mistakes you've made and use them as stepping stones to what's next for you and your evolutionary growth. And so, you know, mistakes is a fun word to use because it, it makes sense to us. And yet, you know, when we go, oh man, I'm making the mistake of having unconscious shitty beliefs about myself. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up. We all have this. We actually need to train our brain in the direction of positivity because we are conditioned and wired to look at things negative. Like we're looked, we're so we are trained to look at the negative. We're trained to scan our surroundings for threat. 
So it's eight times easier for us to remember the negative things that happen. So we actually must choose to program our brain in the way of looking at the positive things, which, you know, if we're talking about unconscious shitty beliefs, really what we're talking about is limiting beliefs, right? We're talking about in the case of money and entrepreneurship, we're talking about money blocks. And so if you are making this number one mistake where you're beating yourself up and you're not feeling good, the main money block belief that you will have is that I am not enough and there's never enough. So there's never enough time. There's never enough clients. I'm not enough. My products aren't enough. You're going to have a lot of struggle with not enoughness. And what this does is gives you these symptoms of negative self-comparison. So you're going to compare yourself to other people around you a lot, and you're going to beat yourself up in comparison to them. And you're going to try to copy other people instead of just being your unique self and standing out uniquely. And in this copying of other people, you're comparing yourselves to them. And if you're not getting the results that you're thinking that they got as fast as they got, then you're beating yourself up. And this just keeps recreating the negative beliefs about yourself. You're going to have manic imposter problems. Remember to go back to episode three if you don't know what I'm talking about. This is in zone number one. You have manic imposter issues where you're really excited to build a business, but you simultaneously don't know what you're doing. And so you get scared and freaked out and you have those imposter syndrome fears going on. You're going to have a lot of shiny object syndrome because you'll think, if you think what I have isn't good enough, then you're going to look to a lot of ways to alleviate that feeling through thinking that something on the outside is the answer. And so you're going to notice a lot of scattered actions because you're really what's going on is that you're freaked out about how you feel about yourself and you're freaked out that you're going to fail. And instead of dealing with that feeling and starting to uplevel your mindset, you think something on the outside is going to fix the problem. Um, and you're not going to be making the money that you choose to make. So until you decide to up-level your money mindset, you're going to keep getting the same results over and over. I My favorite thing that I run my entire world by and teach all of my people in my world to do is to know this. And, and this quote is so important. Your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you don't like what you're getting on the outside, aka money, <laughs> then you must change what's within mindset. Okay, so your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. If you don't like what's going on on the outside, you've got to change what's on the inside. When you start to develop a new mindset and you have abundance thinking and a growth mindset, then things start to change on the outside. So in this mistake, number one, what you want to do is reframe your mindset toward every day I am learning and growing into a more profitable entrepreneur. Every day I am learning and growing into a more profitable entrepreneur. And a really simple action step you can hit, take here is ongoing daily mindset work. Okay. Work with me. Uh, go to workwithdramanda.com. Workwithdramanda.com. I've got tons of options and I can help you. One of the main ones being, especially for women entrepreneurs, the NFA Money Mama Mastermind, which is just an awesome community of women that you would want to be involved with if you are really ready to scale your business from wherever it at, is at now to six figures plus in a community of like-minded women. So those are practical action steps. It, it, you know, if you aren't ready yet to invest in yourself financially, which I think that everyone listening to this needs to do. But let's say that you're on food stamps. What you could do is start listening to my podcast every week. You could listen to, you could watch YouTube channels, get free books at the library. When I was on food stamps, this is what I did. I, I couldn't invest in a coach. Like I didn't have credit cards. And, and in some ways that was my shitty unconscious beliefs because once I went to a workshop where it was 35 bucks, 
and they were selling a workshop on the weekend. I was like, I've got to be there hundred percent. And I found the money. Like I came up in three days, I came up with two grand and I was on food stamps and I had no credit card and I didn't have family members who had money. And so I got freaking resourceful. And so when you really know the, the, your why you'll find the way. And so if you're in a place where you're ready to up level, invest in yourself. Okay. That is the fastest way to uplevel your mindset. So again, you could go to work with dramanda.com and keep listening to the women entrepreneur podcast. Okay. Let's dive into mistake number two. And again, remember mistake is one of those words where I want you to think about how you're learning, you're growing, don't beat yourself up. And this one is a big one, the over deliver and undercharge problem. Again, if you haven't yet listened to episode number three, uh, the zone of manifestation business scaling roadmap. This is on there as well. It's going to give you a ton of tips and deep dives into this topic. Um, this is a huge, th th this is a huge problem that I see a lot of women entrepreneurs struggling with. So this mistake, the over deliver and undercharge problem. And the reason is because often, you know, women, let's say you're a service-based woman entrepreneur and you own your business and you care so much about what you're doing and you have a huge heart and you want to help the world and you want to help your family if you have a family and, and you just have all these amazing intentions and you have a big heart. What happens is you tend to be a people pleaser and an over pleaser and an over giver. And then you undercharge because you have that imposter syndrome belief. If you go back to mistake one, number one, and you're talking about having limited beliefs about yourself, it's easy to undercharge because you have imposter syndrome and you go like, oh my God, I don't know if what I have is worth it. I'm not sure what to charge. You have a lot of fear and doubt and uncertainty. So these are the symptoms of this problem. You're going to feel afraid. You're going to feel a lack of clarity. You're going to feel a lot of fear about success and failure. You're going to make up a lot of excuses in your mind about why you can't keep moving forward and charging more and why you need to give so much because you're not enough, right? And so in this belief, the main money block belief is that I, I have to prove myself and work hard to make money. I have to prove myself and work hard to make money. And in that proving, you think you've got to overgive. And in that part of the belief where you go, I've got to work hard to make money, it means that your plate's always got to be full and you've got to say yes to everything. And this just leads to a lot of burnout. Okay, you're going to be thinking that the that hard work is the only way. And the symptoms here is that you're trying to do it all. You're trying to do way too much. You're trying to help way too many people. And you are going to be doing what other people are doing, even if it doesn't feel aligned to you. You're going to feel crappy doing certain things, thinking that that's the solution because you've seen other people be successful doing it, but it doesn't feel aligned to you, which means you're causing friction and resistance. And resistance always, remember, expands the time of manifestation. What we want to do is shrink the time of manifestation. So in shrinking the time of manifestation, you're getting real with yourself and you're recognizing like, ooh, maybe I am struggling with over-delivering and undercharging. And if I am, what do I need to change in my money mindset to start to shift and pivot in a new direction? And, and most people need help with this stuff. This isn't, these aren't things that you just magically wake up one day and go like, oh, I'm all better. This is a lifelong process. And again, it goes back to the reason I said in the beginning, which is that you have been downloaded with a lot of mindset beliefs that aren't true. 
and you carry them through intergenerationally from the people in your family. So you look at your parents when you're young, you look at the preachers, the teachers, the media, and you see all those messages and you just believe them instead of questioning, is this true? Is this what I choose to believe about money? Is this what I choose to believe about myself and my personal empowerment? So instead you just died, you just soak it up into your brain. Think about your brain like a sponge. It's just absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And you have no filtration system. And so then you play that out in your life over and over again. And this is why I see this happening to so many women, because women are socialized to be overgivers. They're socialized to be nice. They're socialized. Even this even can come down to you smiling at somebody at the, in the grocery store because you feel bad if you're in a bad mood. That this happens all the time. And I want you really to be honest with yourself here. Like when you go to the grocery store, do you smile at somebody because you feel happy and good and alive? Or is it because you feel like obligatorily nice? I've got to be nice. People need to think I'm nice. And, and this, this is how under over-delivered and undercharged can show up. You're, you're too nice to people. So it's this people pleasing problem. I have a, a client and actually she's on episode number, I'm going to tell you right now, episode number two, she has an awesome term for this. It's called selfless syndrome. So a lot of women struggle with selfless syndrome. Dr. Alex coined that term. It's awesome. Okay. Um, so you're going to burn out. You're going to feel stressed if you're stuck over delivering and undercharging. So here's a good money mindset reframe for this. I am willing to narrow my focus to expand my freedom and to charge more for the value I offer. I am willing to narrow my focus to expand my freedom. That's a great mantra just in and of itself. I'm willing to narrow my focus to expand my freedom. When you're narrowing your focus, you're saying yes to less. You are narrowing your programs. You're narrowing your niche. You're getting clear on, on how you can, you can get equalized in what you deliver and what you charge, okay? And then the next part of that is I am willing to charge more for the value I offer. I'm willing to charge more for the value I offer. And I can guarantee you 98% of you are not charging too much. You're charging too little. So don't worry that you're charging too much. You're probably charging too little because so many people struggle with these unconscious money blocks and unconscious negative beliefs and limiting beliefs about themselves and about their worth and about what their value is that they bring to the world through their business. So some practical action steps if you're struggling with overcharging and or not overcharging, <laughs> over delivering and undercharging is get laser focused on doing less and create a drop ad list. And I love the drop ad list because what you're going to do is you're going to start to get whittled down to what's important. So just on one side of a piece of paper, write a drop list, everything that you do not like doing that you like things you get up in the morning, you go like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> that goes on your drop list. Then you write on the right side of the paper or your journal everything that you love doing, that's your ad list. This is going to start to help you get fine-tuned in who you like to work with and what you like to do in your business. And the more and more that you do that, the more you step into your zone of genius, which also attracts your zone of manifestation. You're, you, when you're in your zone of manifestation, you're in your zone of genius, and this creates easier money. It helps you feel more confident, more focused, more alive, and more experts in what you do, which causes you to automatically be able to charge more because you feel so confident in what you're doing. When Notice that when you're doing a whole bunch of crap you don't like to do, you feel scattered, frustrated, a lack of clarity. You feel less confident because you're doing stuff that's not in your zone of genius. And so you want to get clear on what those things are by creating this drop ad list and in the next step or in the next mistake. Okay. So, ooh, 
Let's see, now we're gonna look at number three. So this is mistake number three, impatience that causes resistance. Impatience that causes resistance. This one comes up every single time I have a mastermind. I, I can't think of any masterminds I've ever had, and I have weekly masterminds where this isn't in there somewhere for people, where they're like, damn it, it's not happening fast enough. Why isn't it happening fast enough? I want it to happen faster. And you can see how this is stuck in, in the preceding mistakes, right? So if you're over delivering and undercharging, you're going to feel like it's not happening fast enough because you aren't making the money that you choose to make with the effort that you're putting in your, your very low ROI. This is also rooted in number one, you have unconscious crappy beliefs about yourself and money. And so you are impatient. Because what's really happening is you have this unrealistic, unrealistic expectation that it should be easy, that it should happen fast, and that, you know, you're somehow going to be different than everyone else who needed to take time to build the momentum and lay the foundation of their business. And that takes time, right? The other really important thing here is that impatience causes resistance and resistance is the number one thing that slows down manifestation. So it's wild how this feeds on itself because the more impatient you are, the longer it takes. And then you get more impatient because the manifestation time is slowing down. <laughs> so you're actually creating so much extra work for yourself by being impatient. And impatience can show up as this belief, this money block belief. It's not happening fast enough. And then really what's underlying that is the fear. What if it never happens? What if this vision I have of my business never happens? What if I never break through to the next level? What if I never have enough clients? What if I never get to do the stuff I enjoy? And so impatience is the root of all of this. And so is your, your negative limiting beliefs and also your problem of over delivering and undercharging. And all of this is rooted in imposter syndrome, right? Because you're going like, it should happen fast enough, like so-and-so. So, -and -so. so you're, you're comparing yourself to somebody in, in the business world and you're thinking, I'm not getting there as fast as them. And so I'm frustrated. And then you get impatient and you get fearful. And then that fear causes resistance. And then the resistance causes the manifestation time to expand, meaning that it slows down, which means it takes longer to get what it is that you say you want. And so this impatience piece is huge. So how can you sit in the present moment and enjoy the process? Part of it is going back to what I said in the drop ad list. You want to start getting really clear. What are the things that I love to do in my zone of genius? Do I love, you know, like, you know, I'm thinking about this for a minute. I'm imagining you in the morning when you wake up going to your, let's say your desk and to your computer and going like, what brings me joy? That's what you want to be doing because you won't feel impatient when you're doing the stuff you love to do, right? You're only impatient when you're doing shit you hate to do. Like no one wants to spend their whole life and their whole day doing stuff you want to do. A great example actually is kids going to school. <laughs> this is sad because I think the school, whole school system needs to change. Most kids don't like going to school because they're doing a whole bunch of stuff they don't like to do right? And they are creative geniuses and just like you and me. And the cool thing about being an adult is that you have way more control and power over how you structure your business and your life so that you can do what you enjoy. But most people torture themselves and they have all these self-sabotage problems, which relate back to number one, they have unconscious shitty beliefs about themselves. So if you believe you're not good enough and you're not enough, 
and you're not worthy, then you're going to have an, a life where you feel very impatient because you're going to always be hoping and waiting that you could get to some point that feels good because you don't believe it's possible. So you see how all three of these beliefs really go together. First, you must work on your unconscious beliefs about yourself and money. You've got to do mindset work. It is 80 to 95% of your success. And then you've got to start doing what it takes to, instead of over-delivering and undercharging, equalize this. Bring awesome, incredible value and charge what you're worth. And then in number three, you want to start getting present. Okay, so in number three, you have this belief it's not happening fast enough. What if it never happens? You're going to feel frustrated. You're going to want to give up. You have fear, doubt, uncertainty, a lack of inspiration, confusion. Like you feel frustrated. Your money is unstable. It's not steadily increasing because that impatience is causing the manifestation time to expand and take longer. So money mindset reframe here is, I love this one. This is such a powerful term. Write this down, put it in the comments, share it with me. If you take a screenshot of the podcast, if you're listening on the podcast, take a screenshot, share this mantra with me because it's awesome. My success is inevitable. My success is inevitable. My success is inevitable. As long as you keep staying here and hanging out with me and doing stuff like this, and you take strategic, daily, committed action in your zone of genius and get into your zone of manifestation, your success is 100% inevitable. Okay. And remember, you're on a lifelong journey to make buckets of money, whatever amount that is for you in your business, doing what you love as long as you stay in the game, okay? You get to make huge impact and huge income as a woman entrepreneur doing what you love as long as you stay in the game up here first, right? So you've got to, to play with this. Number one, you got to start mastering your money mindset. You got to start charging what you're worth and you got to start being present in joy so that you don't create impatience and force and frustration, so some practical action steps here are to slow down to speed up. So what I want you to do is set up some slow down to speed up blocks in your calendar every week. You're going to take time to reflect on what's working and what's not. You're going to look at your drop ad list that I just taught you to do. And you're going to start asking yourself, what am I doing to get into my zone of manifestation? And remember, that's episode number three on the Women Entrepreneur Podcast. It's an awesome episode. Listen to it because you want to get to zone number four, which is your zone of manifestation. This is where impatience goes away. This is where your mindset gets up leveled. This is where you are attracting from wealth consciousness and you're making huge impact in the world doing exactly what you love. That's where we all want to be. That is the sweet spot. All right, I see a comment coming in. Hey, Zamba, impatience causes resistance. The more impatient, the longer you resist, the more extra work you create, the harder it is to manifest. Yes, yes, yes. And he says, thank you. You are welcome. Thanks for being here. And then another one is uh, impatience. Uh, here's another comment coming in for those of you on the podcast who can't see the screen. And impatient creates what, impatience creates what ifs, compares and contrasts. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, okay. I see a question here. So let's answer this. Um, okay. Uh, I wonder though, wouldn't it be counterintuitive to learn without compare and contrast when you legit don't know what you wish to do with your CEO or other work life, or you have no role models to look up to? I wonder what it, wouldn't it be counterintuitive to learn without comparing contrast? I'm not sure what that means. And it'd be counterintuitive. Um, well, in, in, I, I think I understand what you're saying. My answer here would be 
there is no creation without compare and contrast because the only way that we know what step to take next is by knowing what we don't want, which is through compare and contrast. And so all, unless you're living in a world where you have zero interaction with anyone, which really isn't possible unless you're like a hermit uh, living with no interaction with other humans, even then you would have the compare and contrast of your own world that you're having with nature and with the challenges that you have there because growth only happens through compare and contrast, right? So you've got to compare and contrast in order to go, here's what's next for me. And, and the mindset around this is what's really important. So in number three, when we're talking about impatience that causes resistance, if you're frustrated, not getting what you don't want. So you're creating a business where you're frustrated and you're working too hard and you're not making money and you just keep focusing on that. What is happening is that what you focus on expands. So instead of focusing on what you do want by noticing the contrast of what you don't want, you're just creating the timeline to expand. If you want to shrink your manifestation time, what you do is notice and recognize, damn, I'm being impatient. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm doing stuff I don't want to do. What do you choose to do? Oh, okay. I'm going to create a business out of joy. I'm going to start doing things I enjoy every single day. I'm going to do my drop ad list and I'm going to start to create joy. And then the impatience decreases and the manifestation time shrinks. So it's a great example of this here. Um, awesome. All right. Those are the three tips. I'm going to recap so everyone can write these down. And of course, if you need to go back and take notes about the action steps to take, um, remember in this last one, I just said it's a slow down to speed up time blocks on your calendar and you want to start implementing the drop ad list. Like you want to start delegating, dropping and automating away the things that are not bringing you joy. That's what helps you get into your zone of manifestation. So recap, mistake number one, your unconscious shitty beliefs about yourself and money Mistake number two, the overdeliver and undercharge problem. And mistake number three, impatience that causes resistance. So these are the three deadly mistakes that are killing your profits as a woman entrepreneur. And it's time for you to become a financial powerhouse. So don't forget to hang out with me. If you want to see different ways that we can work together, go to workwithdramanda.com, workwithdramanda.com. We can have a conversation about how to scale your business. This is for people who are in action, building their businesses and are ready to up level to the next level. I've got lots of awesome options for you. And of course, keep listening to the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. And if you're on YouTube, watch the next video in this series. And until next time, I am sending you big, big hugs and NFA money making high fives. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're ready to break through to the next income level in your business, go to www.thewomanentrepreneurpodcast.com to get more money mindset, manifestation, and business scaling resources. Again, that's www.thewomanentrepreneurpodcast.com. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.